I just remember that that was that was the first time I'd ever heard of it. I was like, oh my <laughs> god! And then after that, I heard about it at other places. But his goal in life was to find the brown note. To find the brown note. That Damn. was his dream. He's crazy. Yeah. He's crazy. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, cray cray. there was an episode of Mythbusters where they were trying to find the brown note. Really? Damn it, we should save this for the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Okay, let's we'll save we'll we can we can rehash it. Okay. Not a problem. Not <laughs> I don't a problem. even remember how it came up, but okay. <laughs> oh uh, we're talking about turning taking, up headphones. Yeah, turning up headphones and <laughs> And me talking well, because of my loud voice would cause you to shit your pants. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Taking all my pills right now. Pills. Mm. Pills. Pills for everything. <laughs> pills <laughs> made me think of Pilsner beer. You Pilsner. Should, you should drink. A I enjoy. Pil- you should drink a Pilsner beer when you take your pills. I yeah, because your your liver needs all the help it can get. <laughs> yes. You know, I asked my I asked my doctor one time, how come you weren't supposed to take alcohol with medication? And she said, just because it's hard on your liver. Oh. But my liver is if it's made it this long, it can handle anything. <laughs> yeah, probably. So, yeah. I, I would you bet, never know. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's. Just, it's probably usually like if you're taking like some serious painkillers or shit like that, you definitely don't yeah. want to be I, drinking alcohol at the same time. I can see where that would be a problem. Or right. a, a great night on the town. Right. Oh, right. I think <laughs> I think I asked that one time when they when it was antibiotics. Which I guess antibiotics might really take a little toll on your liver too, but Yeah. I don't think it was I just don't remember. Wasn't it like some people used to say that, oh, it would reduce the effectiveness of the antibiotics, but I think that turned out not to be true. I think it, right. had, it probably was more to do with your liver. It's completely that. You can, boy, that was a big-ass gap. Yeah, I know. Uh, I couldn't hear you at the same time. It was a it was a uvu dropout. That was a dropout from some something dropped out right, of my was, something dropped out of my that uvu. A, that was a oh, that's better than that's better than anything I had. That's, I was like, it's a bigger dropout than Einstein. That was the best I could do. I like yours a lot better. Oh. The best part of the show is before and after the show. I don't know why we even have a show. Uh, yeah, why why don't we just make this the show and then throw all the rest this of it be out? The show. <laughs> <laughs> and then throw the rest of it out. Oh, that's just wow. We're, we're, you're our worst critic. Not just your own worst critic, but ours, both of ours. Oh, man. Uh, oh, Hurtful. wow. I didn't Hurtful. Th- oh, I didn't mean it to oh. be. I was trying to be. No, I know. I was trying to be ironic. <laughs> you're trying to be self deprecating, and you caught me in your web of self deprecation. Oh, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you you don't want me to drag you down. <laughs> I don't. I definitely don't need you to. That's for sure. Uh, I, don't, I don't need any help uh, in rock bottom. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 oh. Uh huh. All right. So so you um. Do the intro this time, right? Yeah. So I so I hear uh, according to the text you sent me, you were gonna t- talk about a. 
a drag show that you went to. <laughs> well, that's true. That oh, yeah. true. Now, my kind of drag show. Oh. Okay, yes, yeah, save oh. that for the show. Okay. God, God damn it, Mark. Save all this for the show. Oh, what the fuck, man? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And we thought we didn't have anything to talk about. I know, I know. We've got a whole sh- show just in the pre-show. In the pre-show, I'm right? Just, I'm just going to leave all uh. this in. <laughs> so, so yeah. okay. So we've got about we got about 15 minutes left to talk about. <laughs> I'm sitting here right now making notes on things we talked about that we wanted to talk about on the show on my big list of things <sighs> to talk about on the show. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. There's never going to be a lack of material. (laughs) No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Uh, Okay. Not with the life I live. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Living on that edge. Hey, I'm just going to use the the intro that you emailed to me a few weeks ago. Okay. Because I don't... um, yeah, <laughs> I and I don't think I don't think uh, that may repeat a couple of people that I said last week. But who cares? It should be yeah. uh, just a jumbled up. I I don't think anybody in our listening audience is keeping tabs on if we're overlapping oh, any. <laughs> oh well, they, you know they fast forward through this party, <laughs> right? You know, they're like, oh, okay, I'm yeah, telling you whatever. Dudes. The episodes where they mention Joe King Carrasco in the intro, those are the episodes, man. <laughs> right. That's the good stuff. Right. That's funny. You know. There's uh, hidden shit in those episodes. Right. You know, Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe King Carrasco's coming to uh, to the Bugle Boy. Yeah. I only know one song by him, though, and I don't even Part- know if he does it anymore. Party Weekend, he probably doesn't anymore. He, he'd probably <laughs> yeah. he'd probably rather blow his brains out than <laughs> sing Party Weekend <laughs> one more party one more weekend. Fun. Especially when he's seventy years old, that's the last oh, song yeah. he wants to be singing. Party Weekend. <laughs> you want to know uh, what a Party Weekend is? Is when I can take a shit. <laughs> You young whippersnappers with your phones and your social media, you don't know a party if it was in your asshole. (laughs) Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas. The city that brought you Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, Wiley Wiggins, Austin City Limits, Bob Ray, Cactus Pryor, Barbara Jordan, the Harry Ransom Center, the Alamo Draft House, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's a slippery slope. The podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Hey, hey, hey Mark Browner, how you doing? Hello, <laughs> Lodger. <laughs> have you been to the um, Have you been to the Ransom Center? It is so hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I hear There's someone out there who, <laughs> I hear. who doesn't know what the, what that is is like. Who's Who's this hairy guy? He has a center. Who is that? <laughs> I hear that you can go in, but you can't come out until your relatives pay a ransom. 
<laughs> in hair. <laughs> it's oh, in man. hair. A ransom in hair. Yeah, <laughs> in ransom in hair. It's, it's the Harry Ransom it's, Center. It's got All to these be. people have been kidnapped and they make wigs there. <laughs> it's right. a wig. It's a. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wiley Wiggins production. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Wiley Wiggins. I don't know. <laughs> wow. We should think of all the people with names that have the word wig in it. Okay, oh. there's Wiley Wiggins and... Um, that singer... Um, uh, what's that singer's name? Something uh, Wigmore. Uh, yeah, boy. This, wi- this is going real great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> There's the Wiggles. Isn't that a band that's like for kids or something? There you go. There you go. And I think that's I think those are the three wig things. Oh, and then yep. there's a song called there's a song called Wig by the B-52s. What's that on your head? A wig. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're just fucking fun. Uh, they're the funnest band on the face of the earth, man. The B-52s. Indeed yeah. they are. Indeed they are. Can you wow. imagine? Can you imagine somebody in a bad mood putting on the B-52s and not getting happy? Wow. First, if you're in a bad mood, why would you even put on the B-52s unless you wanted to get happy? But Exactly. You're at a bar. You're crying. You have your girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever broke up with you. You just lost your job, and somebody plays Love Shack on the, on the <laughs> jukebox. Yeah, it's kind of hard you gotta to get up and be, be like, stay in a bad mood. Yeah, you, yes. I, I don't care how fucked up and and depressed you are, you're gonna go tin roof rusted. rusted. <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Okay, I got uh, I got two more. Jen Wigmore, the singer, <laughs> and Chris Kristen Wig from Saturday Night Live. Oh, Kristen Wig with two eyes. With For some reason, she's got an extra eye in there. There's yes. no eye in Wig. Actually, there's two. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I love her. I think Chris. she's funny, but I don't. Why? Why is there two eyes? Why? Know. She has a brother. Why? She has a brother with one eye. But that's a different story. Because <laughs> somebody poked out the other one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Oh my God. Wow. Oh. Hey man. Man. I um. How are you? We're, we're, how are you really? You doing okay? I'm having a good time. Actually, so. I am having the the best time of the day right now. I, I definitely am. Oh, this good. is the most fun I've had all day long. Well, good. Me too. I had a pretty blah day. Although I had a, I had a, I had a great night last night. Yeah. Because because I I got to go out and do something fun in Austin oh, that I hadn't right. done for a while. You have a guest in your house. Well, no, he's not staying with me. He's oh. he's at a motel. A ho- okay. at a hotel. His, oh. The company he works for puts him up in nice digs. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wait. You know what? Yeah. Before we we get into uh, your interesting and very cool stuff that you need to talk about i need to uh mention one thing uh on the last on the last episode i was talking about green texas and i said that the Mile river runs through green completely wrong i was wrong i apologize green (laughs) green texas it's not the Mile river it's the guadalupe river all right that's all i needed Ah. to say I just had to get that straight because, man, the hate mail was starting to pour in. I could, oh, it was I, already going to pour in. Yeah, I could hear it. It was going to yeah. click, 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 click. a fucking map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, let me link you to this map in um, Google Maps. Right. You the, stupid 
fuck? They, they send me a map and a pistol to shoot myself with. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, well uh, so good, any, good catch. So anyway, catch. you have a visitor in town this weekend, not staying with you, but staying in a motel because the company he works for is put, putting a hotel. him on. It's a nice place. All right, cool. All right. And uh, who is <laughs> well, this visitor? My, my nephew is in town, the nephew I just went to Pittsburgh and Cleveland with a couple weeks ago. Okay. He works for this great, great company, and they, when they, they're a retail company, when they open a new location in different parts of, uh, actually, they're worldwide, um, but in, in the United States, they will send employees that work at some stores to go help open new stores, and he's done that several times. Ah. And, um, well, yeah, that's... so. Um, what a cool th- way for him to come and visit his uncle, then. Yeah, and see the world. He's been several interesting places wow. helping them to open stores. Um, uh, could you tell me so, what, what, what the initials of the company are that he works for? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give him some kind of a private life and, and um, not get him fired. So. Okay, we'll just, keep, <laughs> Maybe we'll, we just, we'll just keep this as our private joke that you got okay. immediately and laughed your ass <laughs> yes. off. And that's all I needed was one good laugh. All right. Well, good. Sorry, it's folks. It's funny because they're, they're opening this store in Bee Caves. Um, oh. And, and so, like, I went to pick him up last night because he doesn't have a car. He, fly, he flew in. They picked him up, took him to this hotel. He's in this hotel in the near the Hill Country Fair Mall or whatever that mall is in Bee Caves. Okay. And it's it's a it's a – it's a hotel chain I've never heard of. I can't even remember what it is. It's like the Canesta or something. Ah. And uh, it's real. it looks really nice, but it's like it's behind the mall. It's just kind of in the middle of nowhere like Bee Caves is. Okay. And, uh, or Bee Cave. I guess it's singular, not plural. All right. Um, just for our listening I, audience, I can't they're remember. not – for the listening audience, they're not opening a store in a cave full of bees. There's actually a, a community <laughs> called Bee Cave, Texas. <laughs> Which is very near Austin, although when you have to yes. drive to it, it doesn't seem so fucking near. <laughs> Probably not. 30 minutes to get there from here. Is and it? there's a mall there, mm-hmm. and yet it's in the middle of nowhere. There's got to be people fact, living around there, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there must be enough people in the outlying area to make it worthwhile to put a mall there. One would presume somebody did some fucking research. <laughs> I would um, hope but, so. <laughs> but, he, you know, this the company he works for is aimed at younger people. And uh, he was mm-hmm. telling me they're having a hard time finding younger people who want to drive to the fucking mall to work, oh. work at the store. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Um, <laughs> we... we got to hang out. Go okay. Ahead. No, I was, I was just saying we're kind of we're kind of diverting off. But anyway, that's just yeah. We're just slippery sloping <laughs> sh- around. Slippery Mark, sloping around. The show is called a slippery, slippery slope. slope. Yes, I know. Now we we didn't we didn't really consider what that truly meant when we named the show. <laughs> no. However, we have learned it is an apropos name. <laughs> oh my God, we couldn't have thought of a better name. We couldn't have. I think it's a great name. It's obviously what we do here. Um, <laughs> right. Anyway, subconscious. Anyway, to slide back onto the <laughs> yes. To slide back onto the main road. Okay. Um, last night we I went and picked him up. I had um, I had I had purchased tickets online for the Alamo Draft House screening of um, uh, John Waters' Multiple Maniacs oh. uh, a couple months ago. Yeah, the, notor- the notorious great. Multiple Maniacs. Yes, amazing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I hadn't seen it 
for probably oh, let's not say how many years <laughs> since okay. the days of, of VHS tape. I'd only seen it once on VHS many moons ago. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't remember much about it. Well, a couple months ago on online on Facebook, I think, actually, I saw a thing saying that the Criterion Collection uh, was going to uh, um, what do you call it when they take a movie and make it good and make the quality great remastered um, <laughs> remaster the uh, multiple maniacs um, yeah. for a DVD release, um, a mm. Blu-ray release. Whoa. Bl- and they Blu-ray were actually going to. Hmm. Yeah. And I think they even struck a 35 millimeter print. I'm not sure. That's playing in New York right now. Oh, really? But um, was it originally on the, uh, 16 millimeter? I I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It was his first movie with sync sound. Uh-huh. I know that. And so um, so I, I so the Alamo. I saw the Alamo was just doing a one time show on a Wednesday night for their Weird Wednesday downtown at the Alamo location uh, on Sixth Street. That's called the Ritz. Uh-huh. And which, which it was not the original location, but is the 2.0 version of the original location, really, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm sure you went to the original location downtown many yes. times. I it, know I did. It was more closer to the warehouse district, the original. Yeah, one. it's yeah. kind of near where Frank's is now. Frank's is a oh. really famous kind of uh, hot dog place here in Austin. Yes. That, uh, that gets a lot of good buzz and good press. Sure. Um, but I won't tell you my Frank story because I've been there once and we didn't stay. Oh, um, but <laughs> it's also a music venue. Of course, every yeah, no, that was the every fucking place is a music venue in Austin. Is a music venue, yeah. Potentially, that was my problem. We we went like on. A, I think it might have even been a Monday night. It was a week night at like around probably nine thirty. Uh-huh. Um, oh, and uh, one time when my nephew was in town. Oh, this has been four years ago, probably. And they were like, well, we're having a band play, so we've cleared out all the tables. You could sit at the bar and order. And I was like, no, that's not what I want to do. It's a fucking hot dog place. <laughs> right. It's not a music venue, but I guess it is. <laughs> well, so anyway, kind of, sort of. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I still haven't been back to Frank since then, not because I'm mad about that, but just I haven't had a, hadn't made a chance to go back. But okay. anyway, the original uh, – Alamo Draft House was near where they are, and just an amazing one. It was one screen. You yeah. walked up a flight of steps to get up to it. It was almost like a warehouse-looking kind of oh, feel to it, you know. Oh. It definitely like an old building. They just kind of turned into a one-screen theater. Mm-hmm. But I saw so many fucking amazing things there yeah. that uh, oh, I, I remember one of the first times I went. Uh, it was a midnight showing of Cannibal Holocaust, and you walked up. You know, you had to walk up a flight of stairs to get there, mm-hmm. and we and and halfway up the stairs was a landing where you kind of made a left and went further up to the top. And yeah. on the landing, they had a a, a live a live guy. They had a guy <laughs> laying on a table uh-huh. covered in Reynolds wrap with mm-hmm. food. All over him, and <laughs> it was just like help, help yourself. And there was like chips and guacamole, you know. You know, was, and it was, was the just gu- like was the guy had some food. Was the guy handing you plates? <laughs> I believe he was. He was definitely encouraging you to have have Aww. a bite to eat. And I was just like, it's just too weird. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that reminds me of. Um... 
Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the, the cow that encourages you to eat it. And also, yes. Uh, yes. Meatloaf and the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> well, did he encourage you? I no, don't know that he no. encouraged there was, you. But... There was no encouragement. He was a corpse. Yeah, yeah. he was a corpse by that point. All right. But... Under, the, under the table. Anyway. Yes, but you um, saw. Uh, so, anyway. What was it? Cannibal Holocaust? Cannibal Holocaust I saw there. Oh, shit. Um, oh. And you know they used to show the uh, the the film festival South by Southwest and um, Austin Film Festival always had screenings there. So you would see. I saw Napoleon Dynamite at South by Southwest at midnight there. I saw wow. Super Troopers at midnight there. Um, it just it was a great location. Damn. The Ritz is is downtown on Sixth Street in this location that used to be one of the smelliest dive bars. <laughs> right <laughs> in yes. Austin. Yes. I was telling my nephew about it last night. I was like, "Yeah, it was. You know, I think it was a movie theater at one point." Right. You were here in the '80s. Was it a movie theater then? Uh, Do you remember? Oof, wow, the late '80s. No, I think it was like a club of some kind. By uh, that point, anyway, yeah, right? Yeah, it was a, a bar of some kind, or when you know, I would have been conscious of it yeah so. it, it was probably if it was a movie theater it was probably in the it could have even been in the 40s and 50s it you know i don't know how long that the ritz location has been there there's still a marquee there and of oh, course yeah. now it's the the alamo so um so it's back to its original anyway, original purpose yeah and but it used to be like yeah i saw a couple bands there play there when i you know and it was a fine bar i didn't mind going to it but it mm -hmm. was a little smelly but but um <laughs> I, I, I was probably there five, ten times when it was a bar, and then yeah. Alamo lost their lease down on Guadalupe, and they, uh, for some reason, I don't know if the rent got crazy or what, and they bought that, or the, I'm pretty sure they bought the Ritz location and, and remodeled it and revamped it, of course, like they do, and sure. turned it into this amazing two-screen theater, which it already had kind of a balcony in it. Yes. From the old days. Right. And that's where the where the theaters are now. So it's a it's a fun location like everything else with going down to Sixth to Street. Parking is the worst part of it. And, dude, Michael, my nephew and I noticed that it is getting really crappy down on Sixth Street. It's really turning into a shithole. <laughs> so you just now it, discovered this? <laughs> Well, it just seemed worse. It just seemed worse than any time I'd been there before. Oh, it just, you know, there was uh -huh. more homeless people. And there's, you know, we were talking about how I don't know who made the bright move to put the homeless shelter right by 6th Street, the stupidest fucking thing that was ever done in this city. Yeah. Well, and that's that's it, a hard contest. Right. <laughs> there's a well, lot that could win that contest. It doesn't do the homeless people any favors, and it doesn't do the people who are going down there to – you know, go to bars and stuff any favors either. I, I think it's a lose-lose right. situation. Yeah, whoever's what whoever came up with that idea was an idiot, and it, it just frustrates me because it's just so it's just so obviously fucking stupid. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's like it's just dumb. I don't, whoever you know, sometimes you wonder who the fuck thought this stuff up. Yeah. But, so yeah. when you go to Sixth Street, even even on a Wednesday night, it's homeless people everywhere begging for money. Um, you know, yes. standing in empty parking spots waiting for you to pay them a dollar so you can park your car there. Right. It's it's kind of an unsafe situation, especially for it is. you know, and, uh, you know, people by themselves. Young ladies by themselves would be. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Right. They'd and be very it, intimidated. It, used to, be, it mm. used to be a really great place to go, and it, it could be an amazing tourist attraction. 
people would come from everywhere in Texas to go down to 16th Street and drink if they just ran it like a fucking business. But no, they the city doesn't. You know, the city anyway. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm starting to rant, and I'll let the rant go. <laughs> Even like in the 80s and 90s, there were bad times on Sixth Street. And uh, then probably toward the mid to late 90s, they did a lot of upgrades to the sidewalks and, and everything. So where there's a lot more room to walk and things like that. But then they decided to put a, a shelter down there. And I think it, it's not good. Right, right. You know, I, you know, I don't mind divey places. <sighs> I like divey places. But I don't want to. I don't want to have to fight my way through a, a crowd of people to to park my car and then give them a dollar and and right. be hit up for change five times just walking down one block. Yeah, it's it's just kind of gotten out of hand again down there. And um, well, yeah, I won't I won't I won't go into how unimpressed I am by our mayor and our police chief. So uh, okay, well, and, <laughs> but uh, I mean. I, I, yeah. I used to love to go down to Sixth Street, and I, you know, I got here in '99, so maybe I got in here when it was towards its height. Um, but it's, you yeah. know, in 2016, it's it's just turned even more into a shithole, in my opinion. And I feel sorry for businesses like the Alamo that want people to come down there and mm -hmm. spend money. It's difficult. It's right. not fun to get there. Yeah. Well. So I, anyway. You know, I'm I'm kind of at the stage where I don't even have any places that I really like to go to on 6th Street. Well, maybe um, uh, Casino El Camino, but even that's changed a lot and become yeah. more like a restaurant instead of a good dive bar. And I guess the Jackalope is kind of interesting. And, and of course, the Ritz, right, we've, we've, the, the Ritz is worth going to, of course. But for the most part, if, absolutely. I, if I go anywhere near 6th Street, it's going to be the Red River District off of 6th Street where you know you can still, right. you can still actually hear some live music. You're hard pressed right. to find any live music on Sixth Street. Sixth uh, Street itself, at yeah. least west of the interstate. Maybe east of the interstate, you can still find some. But uh, right, yeah, yeah. I, so. you know, Red River and Red River is just so close that it's, it, you know, it, it it probably has many of the same problems, but it does. But it, yeah, it does because there actually, are bars the, I like there. Right, the shelter is probably closer to the Red River than anything, but. Uh, you know, you can always park pretty close to where you're going. I mean, if you're willing to pay a little bit, you know, eight dollars right. or whatever. But at least you're, you know, close to like going to Stubbs or Beerland or, you know, you name it. I, you know, I love Barbarella, even though they don't have live music there. Barbarella is one of the funnest dance bars in town, as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, I love right. uh, Stubbs. Stubbs is great. They have great shows there. Mm -hmm. uh, Beerland. Um, uh, I can't remember what it used to be called the 710. I can't remember what that bar is called now. I haven't been in there for a while, but right. And um, the new there, there the, are a lot of cool bars. Sure, the new Cheer Up Charlie's is there, and it's they don't they don't necessarily mm -hmm, have mm -hmm. they you know they have live music there as well. And what's the other one? Uh, now Club Deville is oh. something else now, isn't it? Uh, no, Club Deville is Cheer oh, Up Charlie's. Yeah, that's Club Deville is Cheer Up Charlie's. Yeah, that's right. But what's right next door to them, the bar that I don't like to go to where we saw um, Nate, what's his name, and oh my god, it's it's got like an upstairs deck, and it's an outdoor venue, but there's an inside part. Is uh, it Mohawk? Yeah, the Mohawk. Yeah, the Mohawk. The Mohawk, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And Not my favorite place, but people love a lot of people really love the Mohawk, and they right. do have they do have good bands there. There are a lot of bands that play there that I, sometimes I'm like, mm, it's at the Mohawk, but mm, I love this band. Oh <laughs> yeah, they have you know their outdoor stage is 
is is good, except it's standing room only. But that, that's fine. But man, that can get freaking packed, packed, packed like like freaking sardines. Really Even with their upper yeah. decks and stuff that you can look down upon the stage, it can get really packed. And of course, yeah. of course, they have their indoor stage, which same issue depending upon the band that's playing right. there. But I've seen a lot right. of a lot yeah. of good uh, uh, bands perform there. So you know it. It all depends on how motivated you are to see a particular band. Is how it determines how much pain you're willing to suffer. Right. Yeah. 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 So, it has yeah. to be somebody I really want to see to go to the Mohawk. Exactly. But again, I don't, I'm not trying to down it as a venue because it, they certainly do great business and people love that venue. It's not my favorite, but you know. Yeah. I'm an old cur- curmudgeon, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crotchety old man. So right. that's fine. Anyway. Uh, you know. Anyway, to get get back to, uh, to uh, go ahead. Going to the Ritz. The Ritz. So so yeah. So we get to the Ritz and and um, and go. You know, had to hang out in the lobby. We were a little early. They opened the doors a little late. Um, but we went up and and uh, watched the movie. And I I just can't tell you how much I love. First, the print was a, it, although it was on digital video yeah. at uh, at the Alamo. And you know me, I'm not a technical technical person. I don't. I'm not that into what format was it in. I don't know, you know, if it was some special kind of digital video or if it was just okay. standard digital video or whatever. But they did but a tra- they did a it, transfer of a, a 35 millimeter print to digital, and so you had a really clean, high definition uh, uh, duplicate. Well, I I think it was from the original master, which was probably 16 millimeter. Oh, but okay. it's it was pristine. I don't know. I, it, it was like if you were watching the movie for for the first time it ran through the projector, oh. you know, which when you when you deal with old 60s and 70s underground movies. Yeah. A lot of them don't even have a print anywhere or a negative anywhere available that you could strike such a beautiful copy off of. Uh-huh. But I don't know if if Waters kept the original master and didn't fuck with it or I don't know or if they just did a shitload of restoration on it, but it looked yeah. pristine. It looked like it was going through, you know, if you went and saw it when Waters made it and you were at the first screening, the first print, it was that pristine. It was nice. it was gorgeous. Nice. And the good thing about that- stuff stuff being transferred to digital is then you can also uh, do some restoration on, you know, the digital copy. Right, in and the it's sense black of, and white, so that may have been easier mm-hmm. than a, a color negative. Right, well, that's true. Interesting. Yeah, so so what I loved about so it was interesting, too, because, you know, my nephew is, like, 26, so, he, you know, he's born in the 90s. Yeah. And so, like, it, this is made in 1970, even when I when I was just a kid. And, uh, sure. and you know, there's the— there's references to like Sharon Tate in there, and I, uh-huh. afterwards I I asked my nephew, are are you uh, do you do you know who Sharon Tate is? And he's like, I've heard the name, so I mm. had to tell him who Sharon Tate was. And then they talk yeah. about one of the one of the scenes. He talks about the weather. He one of the guys is a weatherman, and I know when I first saw the movie in the eighties on video, I thought he meant literally a, a weatherman, you know, on TV. But right. of course. I've I've since learned that there were there was a underground kind of um, 
not terrorists, but they were underground folks who who protested against the war. And actually, I think they I right. do think they bombed buildings and took people hostage and did a lot of crazy over the top shit in the in the late 60s to protest Vietnam and stuff and, and government right. corruption and other things. Yeah. And so you're talking about the, the, the weather underground. Right, in which they were. I think they called themselves weathermen because uh, uh-huh. there's a, because I there were young people in the audience and I heard some of them laughing at it and I re, because Divine says things to him. Oh, it's so great what you do and, and the things you do for this country and blah blah blah. Well, the whole uh, movie is you know uh, it, it, from the from that time frame where they talk about the Sharon Tate murder, they talk about right. revolution and and all that stuff. So definitely. You know, this time I realized, oh, he's a he's a weatherman with the weather underground. He's not a weatherman who gives the forecast <laughs> okay. on TV. Yeah, you can tell that's what she's wow. referring to when yeah. when Divine talks to him. Sure, that that makes that dialogue make a whole lot more sense. A whole lot more sense, yeah. <laughs> but it was just such a great movie because you know it's it. What, the guy who got up and introduced the film, and I don't know who he is. He's one of the Alamo guys who programs films, I'm sure, right. uh, was talking about how in, in that at that time period, John Waters would go to New York and he would see a shitload of art films and foreign films and mm-hmm. then a shitload of underground films. And right. there's really underground – I mean it's obviously an underground film because it's, it's – um, you know, it's shot with his friends in the acting roles and the acting in most parts of it are pretty horrible. And, <laughs> and the dialogue is goofy and, and sometimes delivered really badly. And mm-hmm. and, you know, it's like an underground film like, you know, like Warhol or the Kuchar brothers would have made. Right. But at the same time, he, you know, and then he he fucks with the focus a little bit, zooming in and out. And Warhol did that a lot around that time. Uh-huh. And but then he there are there are moments where like. Two people are laying, lying in bed and talking about different things, and you can. It's very much like a European art film, you know. Uh, and uh, they even mention a European film called Inga that I've heard of, but I don't know anything about. Huh. Um, and it, it was just really, I just loved every fucking minute of it, even though there are parts where it's kind of different, and but there's a couple parts that are kind of boring. But uh, uh, I just, for the most part, I just ha- in, enjoyed every second of it. D- their divine is amazing at that time i mean she was always amazing but just how you know at the, just, at the height of her powers just she just sold it you know mm-hmm. she's looking in a mirror at one point going i am divine i am the most beautiful woman on the world you know and uh-huh. and <laughs> and she she delivered those lines like she really believed it and sure. and it was it was so that was so unique for that time period and uh-huh. you know also humorous as well it, you sure. know but it was just and you said, and you said you didn't like drag shows. I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that whole movie is a drag show. There it is. Uh, yeah, but it was the you yeah, know, It's the original drag show. It is, and you know, if there was a drag show with big fat drag queens doing lip singing to I don't know Phyllis Diller songs or I don't know what you know uh, I think <laughs> okay. Phyllis Diller only had one song but like Mae West songs or I you know whatever I would go to that show in a second all right but <laughs> do you know the do you know the words to the the one Phyllis Diller song the only song I think I've heard by her is a is a um it's a um cover of <laughs> This, the Rolling Stones satisfaction. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> Have you ever heard that? <laughs> um, 
If I did, I, I've probably blotted it out by now. But uh, oh, maybe so. so. <laughs> it's funny because during the instrumental, she does a, like a few one-line singers, but oh, but and, okay. and her singing isn't horrible on it. She she kind of camps it up and sings in a kind of a breathy voice, but of course. And, and it's when she I'm pretty sure it's when she was. It, it must be from the mid '70s, so she's still fairly young at that point. But yeah. Um, um, so why is there another song you've heard of? No, 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 no. But anyway, oh. I've I've diverted you off your train of thought. Oh, I wonder what I was talking about. <laughs> we, were t- <laughs> we were talking about multiple maniacs and Divine. Oh and, yeah, and how you, oh. you you really truly do like drag shows as long as Divine I is d- in them. Is 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 the drag or someone of right. her? You know, oh, I don't. Big is there girls. anyone doing anything like that now? If anyone knows of any drag shows that are especially if they would be near us here, but even anywhere in the U.S. Uh, where it's the kind of thing where it's an underground, weird drag show, I'm all in. Let me know where it is. I'll fly. I'll, I'm, I'm willing to travel. <laughs> yes. I, I think maybe... Willing to travel for... Yeah, I think maybe that brand of drag queen is dying out, but I, I hope uh, you know somebody proves me wrong. Why don't y'all email right. us and let us know what you what you think, listeners out there? Slope at yeah. ltvpod.com. or just drop or us just a get note. On Facebook. Yes, uh, a slippery slope on Facebook. On Facebook, right. absolutely, yeah. So yeah, that would be cool. I would love to see something like that. And it's, I mean, I've seen a couple drag queens that were kind of rough around the edges and kind of uh, yeah. confrontational with the audience. And that's okay, but I'm really talking about something really deviant and underground. Right, right. I want, you know, a big fat drag queen in way too much makeup, but <laughs> but not but not campy. Okay. You know, you yeah. want it, you want it to be more dirty or punk yeah. rock or scary rock, in guess. some way intimidating yeah. intimidating yeah. yeah yeah well i don't know if i want it to be super confrontational no i, I don't mean to be hit by a drag queen no i don't mean like that <laughs> i just mean in just in style in presence not necessarily yes. in, in presentation yeah be, beating up people yeah yeah <laughs> I'm not and saying not, I don't want to. I'm not saying I'm not into a little candle wax on the nipples. Oh. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't. Nec- they don't. They don't necess- necessarily have to eat dog shit either. No, that's yeah, yeah. That's not necessary. Which but is which is the most. Con- it, well, I was gonna say it, but spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> so, boy, Jesus. God, yeah. If if they got raped by a lobster at the end, that would be cool, <laughs> <laughs> right? Is that in the same movie, Multiple Maniacs, where Divine gets raped by a lobster? Yeah, that's towards the climax. Yeah, ah, that's the okay, okay. no pun intended. That's yeah. It was funny because because mm-hmm. I remembered that that was part of the movie, and and I think I saw some stills of it online a f- few weeks ago talk, when they were talking about it being re-released. Uh-huh. Um, but I remembered that part, and I remembered thinking when I saw it, I was like, she gets raped by a lobster, but I didn't really get why, because <laughs> it's very, ra- it's very it's, random to a certain it's, degree. It's it's insane. It's Yeah, it's completely random. Right. It's, well, uh, and it's, it's the... 
it's at the point in the movie where she's becoming insane and becoming a real maniac. Ah, right. I'm actually doing air quotes with my fingers while I say <laughs> that. So I, then I kind of got that because I think I read somewhere that Waters was talking about it. It, it, it kind of almost turns into a monster movie after that. She uh, she after she gets raped by the lobster, she goes out and drives around and beats up a car with a sledgehammer and mm. then start starts getting chased by starts chasing people on the street. And then they start chasing her b- back. Yes. And and I think he was he was trying to make her into like a monster a movie monster monster oh. because she's gone insane by that point. So Okay. Whether it's in her head because you know she you know anyway, it's a great movie. You, where, and Divine is amazing. Right. So where does the where does the multiple come into it? There's at least one maniac and it's her. But <laughs> where's the multiple come in? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, she's with a bunch of other crazy people who, uh, like, she she travels in this thing. I think they call it the uh, – it, it's not the Circus of Perversion. It's called something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the thing starts with them doing this little circus show where mm-hmm. they have things like a guy a guy shooting up with heroin and two men kissing and all this. <laughs> that's you know, the, that's and, the and circus like, show? <laughs> the carnival of perversion or something yeah ah, and they they okay. get all these straight people to come into the circus tent to see it and then they rob them <laughs> oh, so that's okay. that's kind of how it starts that's funny and then there's a, there's a there's a guy in uh early waters movies i think he passed away mm-hmm. in the 80s or 90s named david look i think it's david Loquet or david lachey i can't remember and i feel bad because somebody's going to call me on it but um <laughs> he plays the he plays the carnival barker he's one of the main characters in multiple maniacs and he's he's fucking great he's amazing in it wow. he's you know he just got his friends and he took the ones who were ballsy and would just really go out there and perform right and put them in the movie you know oh. i mean that that's you know he was lucky to surround himself i read a great quote today that i, I that i think was by Werner herzog who i despise <laughs> you do um, okay uh, i can't stand him let's and, save that uh, for another episode that could be a full yeah. episode right there okay it could be <laughs> but um the quote was something like if you if you want to be a writer you need a pencil if you want to be an artist you need a paintbrush if you want to be a filmmaker you need an army <laughs> uh, which I thought was a great that's a great quote. Wow. And I think Waters yeah. was really lucky that he kind of had this army of of weirdos, mm-hmm. some of whom had strong personalities and were un, unafraid and unashamed and uh, and, you know, really willing to just get up there on the camera and and fucking go for it. And, um, you know, like Divine, uh, yeah. the, really forceful personalities. And he was so lucky um, to cultivate those folks as friends and then put them in his movies because th- there's nothing else like it, really. Mm. I mean, John Waters' movies stand on their own, and if you know, I mean, there are some underground films that I'm, I know inspired him and that he inspired some other people, but sure. he really stands alone. There, there are not many others like him. Yes. Do you have a favorite Waters film? Oh, God, no. I, I really can't say that I do. I mean, I remember watching a bunch of them in the, gosh, probably the early to mid-90s, but haven't seen any in years, and so I I just don't have any level of expertise on uh, any of the Waters films. Uh, I was just curious. I, yeah, there's so, I mean, he, he has done a wide range of things, too. Of course, as he got older and as the movie business changed, he right. was able to change with it and still do some interesting work. And there, and he's certainly done some stuff that was eh, um, 
but uh, his early stuff, uh, you know, you can't if you like weirdness, you can't help but love exactly that. Multiple maniacs, pink flamingos. I think my fa- I really do think my favorite is Desperate Living, which Divine isn't in that one, but it's just a great, crazy ass, weird ass movie. Hmm. Um, um, and get- then of course Hairspray and and Crybaby and Serial Mom and what's the other one? Oh oh, oh. those str- scratch and sniff one, polyester. So many good ones. Yes. Yeah. There was a movie that was either uh, Waters film or it was uh, at least uh, an homage to Waters. Uh, it was a movie called uh, But I'm a Cheerleader. I don't think it's oh, a uh-huh. – Is that a Waters film it's or not. is that just somebody no. who is heavily influenced by Waters in my opinion? That is That is somebody who's heavily influenced and I don't even remember who made that film. Yeah, but I do yeah. remember seeing it when it came out. I believe Natasha Lyonne is in it. Yeah, and and it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just haven't I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, right. Yeah, you know, in I think too a lot in the '90s there you know after um, Linklater and Rodriguez got a little bit of and the Coen Brothers and a few other people got a little bit of of attention. I think some of the best independent movies came out in the nineties and, but I'm a cheerleader is one. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple, there's some, there's, there's a couple others that were really great. And there's some that are just kind of good. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, uh, you can see the influence of waters in a lot of those movies. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Getting back to multiple maniacs, divine really ate shit in that movie, huh? No, that's that's uh, Pink Flamingos. Oh, that's Pink Flamingos. Oh, okay. Well, there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. yeah. See, it's <laughs> it's been too long ago, and everything just kind of has run together. So I guess all his all we need, his weirdness ran together. Right. Yeah. We, we need to uh, probably get together and and do a John Waters Film Festival some weekend. You know, now that I think about it, I think I have almost every one of his films huh, really? on. Well, I shouldn't say every one. I'm missing a few. Uh, definitely multiple maniacs, but I'll get that when the Criterion Collection comes out. Uh, um, right. I don't have a Serial Mom. I don't have A Dirty Shame, which was his last movie, which was not good. Oh, um, really? Oh. And, uh, yeah. But I have, oh, like, yeah, I uh, saw that. I saw that film. I can't even remember what it was about now. It, I can't either. It's got, yeah, it was a bunch of kind of random internet sexual things like oh that's right that's a girl right. with one of the actresses wears i think it's selma blair wears huge fake tits and um she's yeah. called like you know wendy melons or something and right. um then there are th- there are three bears which are big hairy gay guys and yeah. but yeah a tracy ullman's in it i think but what happens in that movie i can't even remember right it's something about the the highly sexualized woman with the big tits somehow gets involved with a group that helps her get over her sex addiction or something like that. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah, there's there's stuff about sexual neuters in there. Actually, yeah. Mink Stoll, ha- Mink Stoll, who is one of John Waters, she's been in almost every one of his films, if not every one of them. Yeah. Um, has a great has a great line in that the the only good line in that whole movie. She's okay. talking about gay guys, and she's playing like a snooty Christian kind of you know woman, and mm. uh, she's talking about gay guys, and she says to one of the other characters, "They eat life, sperm." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
which is great. Uh, anyway. So, so even the yeah. worst uh, Waters films has some good lines in it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of speaking of dog shit, though. Yeah. Uh, Austin, man, what is it with all the people and the goddamn dogs? <laughs> what do you mean, like all the dog parks and the the people walking, Just, oh, taking their dogs you to know, bars or bars that uh, allow people to bring yes. their dogs and yes. things up. I don't yes. know. It's just a thing. Dude, we we went to, before the movie last night, we went to Uncle Billy's down there on Barton Springs. Right. Which is like, a, a it's kind of a barbecue place and a, a brewery. They, yes. They brew their own beer there and stuff. They do. And, uh, they, I like that They place. have a patio. Mm-hmm. I do too. Um, they have a patio and everything. Um, yes. And we had there are just a ton of dogs on the patio, which I guess it's Wednesday night, whatever. But it just mm. seemed like a lot. And mm-hmm. then went inside, and there was even someone with a dog inside. And I'm like, it's a fucking restaurant. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't think. You know? I, didn't, I didn't think pets were allowed inside of restaurants. I didn't think so either. And then uh, and then the other the other day I was in a business that has nothing to do with animals or anything and somebody had a dog in there, a huge dog, stupid ass dog, didn't, you know, with the with a one of those things over it like a oh god damn it, like a, a vest on that it was supposedly <laughs> a, a what do you call it? A a service a dog service animal. Yeah. Yeah, it was a service dog. It had some kind of a you know, they have something they put on that shows it's a service dog. It was it's, like a red Yeah. Cape. It's a special then, uh, with a special emblem on it that shows right. that they're a service dog. Yes, right. So it was just a big. I'm sure it was somebody's mental health animal. Yes, um, but it, it was calm. just a yeah. Suppose yeah, but but in order for them to be calm, I got to put up with your big stupid fucking shitty smelling dog. <laughs> oh, it smelled horrible. That dog hadn't had a bath in weeks, and I was like, this isn't even a fucking. This isn't a. It's it's not a. It's not. We weren't at a place where dogs should even fucking be. It was a fucking office. It's a fucking public space. It was a. It was a. It was a business, but it's a fucking office. And it's like if you're gonna have a fucking service animal, then at least give it a fucking bath once in a while. Okay, I. Oh. I'm completely in agreement with that. Yeah, keep keep the animal bathed. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, I mean, I, I'm, oh. I'm all for people having service dogs. Don't I don't want anybody I, sending us hate mail. But I know, bathe the motherfucker. It's a stinky right. dog. I Come mean, on. I know, and it's just like you know. I, I was thinking the other day because you, as we know, and I'm sure anyone who's listened to the show for more than one episode knows, uh, you know, I'm fucking liberal as can be. I'm a bleeding heart fucking liberal. I really am. Yeah, um, I know and you I, are. And I. And I, I I realized like a, a few weeks ago, if you're going to be a liberal, then you can't pick and choose. If you're a liberal, then you're liberal for everything. You can't be a liberal and just be liberal on some things and then say, you know, everything's great, but I really don't like something, <laughs> some uh, group of people. You know, you can't well, be a liberal and be racist towards one group of people. No, you that... gotta, you gotta include everybody. You gotta be, uh, in agreement that everybody's rights are 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 valid and blah 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 you can't just buy into liberalism and pick and choose if you're for gay rights then you got to be for all rights okay yeah agreed and and 
And so, you know, I understand. I agree. Service animals are a great thing. People, you know, if, if it helps someone, that's fantastic. Yes. Well, no, I mean. <laughs> but that, that's, but that's, God damn it, there's a limit. Have we gone too fucking far here? I, I don't need someone. I don't want to get on a plane and be with someone and their service fucking ferret. I am not going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> no, I, I I understand that completely. I mean, um, however, you know, people people have a social contract with each other, and it's all about being kind to each other. And sometimes people can cross that line, and you know, and bringing a stinky dog into a restaurant might be crossing that line. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yes, if although it, it wasn't a restaurant, it was just a. a, a Re- a location that's kind of like a retail location, but anyway. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but, it wasn't the restaurant. I mean, if, if it, but, but there it, was a rest a dog inside the restaurant, which I don't think is allowed. No, no. Well, probably not. I don't think so. But yeah, who knows? I mean, well, it's Austin too. So who's you know the you know so many people in this town own animals and i know you have some pets and right. you know i'm probably a couple of, of cats. all the people in austin yeah there's probably only I, I would say the amount of people who don't have a pet in austin it's probably like two percent it's probably like the smallest percentage of people in the world but i don't and and you know me okay. i'm not a big pet person right um so but so if you you know if i would complain that there was a dog in a restaurant, I would get murdered. Somebody would kill me. For the, the, it would be me against everyone else in the bar. No, I I, th- I think the situation might be that if it's a place that you don't feel comfortable eating at, you just have to kind of vote with your feet and just not patronize and a dollars, place. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, yeah. That's that's yeah. Your, that's your I mean, recourse. I just really... I, yeah, because I. Mm-hmm. If you're not if you're not pro pet in Austin, you're definitely a minority in this town. That's yeah. for damn sure. You might have some problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. definitely gonna have some problems. Um, and yeah. and you know I bitch and complain a lot, and uh, and I, I, when I get online, sometimes I go overboard on my bitching and complaining about <laughs> yeah. pets and animals and stuff. Well. It, and it's and it's mostly a show, but um, <laughs> you know. Well, I know. I mean, That's like you had me. I th- you had me rolling just a few minutes ago talking about yeah, the stinky service dog. It's, <laughs> the it's like yeah. It I yeah. It's fun to kind of joke about it and laugh about it and get irate about it in a in a fun way. I'm not a I'm really not a hateful person. I'm really not. <laughs> no, but know. you know, I think we all have to agree. Like you said, there is a social contract, and we all have to kind of agree on some things. Uh, you know. Right. I mean, anyway, people people have certain rights, but at the same time, they don't have the right to make you miserable. Right. Yeah. Your your right to have a stinky dog ends where my nose begins. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's that's 100 percent true. Nobody can contradict that and be in the right. So right. Yeah. Well said. Well said, sir. Thanks. Thanks for letting me go down that slippery slope and (laughs) rant a little bit and get a little off my chest. I feel a lot better. I do. I feel better now. Okay. Well, it it helps keep me sane. Right. And I know you're 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 kind of having some uh, dog problems. Your downstairs neighbor have a very loud barky dog, 
And so I think they, that that may also be adding to your dislike of pets to some degree when people, you know, have pets, but they they don't really take care of them. They just kind of toss them aside or throw them out on the back deck and don't spend any time with them. And so, of course, they're going to bark and yap. And it's not the dog's fault. It's the owner's fault. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I say a lot, too, is when I start bitching and complaining, I say, you know, I really have nothing against animals. I don't dislike animals. It's the people who have animals that piss me <laughs> off more than anything. Right. Because because you're right. And and that's part of the thing that that just irks me is it's all it's great. I you know, I get I've had pets when I was a little boy and stuff. I get the the benefit of it. I understand. And kids, I know kids love pets and that's a great thing for kids. And I know I, there's been stuff online lately about, you know, kids who have autism and pets helping them to relate to people and stuff yeah. or, or to just relax and be comfortable. And that's all fucking great. I, I'm all for mm-hmm. all that stuff. But there are just some people, you know, there are inconsiderate people in the world and some of them have pets. Yes. <laughs> I like turtles. Ah, turtles are great. <laughs> It's so funny. The the downstairs neighbors' dogs haven't barked once since I got home today, and they just started barking right now. Yeah, I, I think I heard I a, a little bit in the background there. <laughs> but, uh, so you've been lucky yeah. so far, but now maybe the all well, bets I don't are know, off. Lucky, but it, it's been it's very hit and miss with them. They've gotten better. I will say they've gotten better. Yeah, it, it it isn't it isn't for hours on end anymore that they leave it out there barking. But and the, they have a big dog that barks really a deep bark, mm. and that dog doesn't bark very much, and it's not too bothersome. But they have a little dog that yaps. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, that's, that just sometimes that that high frequency is yapping is way worse than than a a, a a throaty growly bark. Right. Yeah. So, it's and sorry about that. And it's just the. Lo- the logistics of where I live too. The, the, my downstairs neighbors have a backyard that's fenced in. Mm-hmm. This property sells those apartments under the guise of if you can have a pet of any size here, wow. and 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 there's a big and there's a backyard for your pet. But when it anything, if they have a party on the patio, I can hear everything everyone says. It is just like a conduit yeah. to my bedroom. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. oh really? It's so it's that's... like I hear, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Well, these these neighbors have not had a had haven't done anything outside on the patio but the dogs but like I've had some neighbors there who have just kind of been hanging out and talking and nobody's done had a party that lasted till four in the morning or anything but yeah um but one time they were down there having a party talking and it was like they were right in my room talking I could hear oh, every word everybody said yeah wow it's just like there's no sound what do you not filter but there's no sound muffler at yeah. all for some reason right no 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 baffling that's, of noise or insulation of any of, kind to of any kind that it down. seems like yeah yeah that sucks yeah yeah right. it does i'm thinking about i might have to go to uh to like some place i don't know home depot or someplace and get some like you know you know how what they put on a studio wall that's like a sound muffler right it's kind of like um, the uh like a they call sometimes they call it a egg egg carton Egg carton, uh, egg crate, yeah. Egg crate type of material. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I was thinking, yeah, if I could get a piece of that and cut it to fit my window and put it over my window, you know, oh, here yeah. on the windowsill, that yeah. that might help a lot. That would so definitely that dampen it a answer. lot. Sure, sure. Yeah. 
that may be my answer. But like I say, lately they've actually been pretty good. It hasn't been too bad. It's it's been it's been relatively okay. So either yeah. either my calling the office got some action, or they realize I don't know, or my banging on the wall got some action. <laughs> Something made them realize. Well, hey, I, I would hope one way or the, one way or the other that they would get a clue. So whatever the reason, I'm just glad that it's better. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, so, hey, man. Uh-huh. Um, we were gonna try and do a short episode. Yeah, and we're, I don't know. And we're we're, we're buttoning up against it. Close to an hour. I don't. You know, uh, I, there's only a couple other things. You know, that we could talk about if you want to, or we can save it for the next show. Yeah, I'll just good. say this. Mm-hmm. I I saw the Revenant finally. The the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, Inaratu. Inaratu, right. I think is in, yeah. in, Inaratu. Well, whatever that director's name is, mm-hmm. my, um, and I, 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 I've watched about six movies over the last couple of weeks on yeah. DVD, and all of them have pretty much sucked or mm. been so-so. But The Revenant is fucking amazing. Really? Did you like it? I haven't. Have I you haven't seen even, it? I haven't watched it all yet. It's on oh, show. It's so on Showtime good. right now. I need to just uh, record it and watch it. You do. I mean, yeah. it's beautiful for one thing. The the cinematography is amazing, gorgeous. Yeah. Watch it on, watch it on your. You know, you have a nice TV in the living room. Right. Watch it on a good TV. You know, on your biggest, greatest TV. <laughs> um, but DiCaprio is. I mean, the story's great. Everything about it, I just thought was awesome. Did and he, um, did he win an Oscar? He's just great in it. He did. Okay. And he, if he re- in my opinion, he really deserved it. It wasn't one of those, oh, you know what? He did a pretty good movie, and he's been denied a long time. Let's give it to oh. him for this one. No, I think he fully earned it for The Revenant. It was – it's just a really great movie, and he's great in it. And, I mean, yeah. I, I've always liked him from the time he was uh, in What's, Gil- What's Eating Gilbert Grape and, and movies when he was younger. Yeah. He's certainly an attractive young man. But <laughs> and he right. looked – so. but when you – you know, in this movie, he's got a beard, and he looks really right. – kind of he's, grizzled he's very and, haggard and tore up uh-huh. yeah and um so. and when you think i mean that was one of the things i liked about it was when i stopped and thought wow this is dicaprio you know the guy mm-hmm. the the cute guy who who was in uh uh romeo and juliet i can't think what the other oh titanic you know this yeah. is a little cute leonardo dicaprio and and you you forget it's him you it's it's hard to imagine that it's the same person uh when you watch the movie because the change is the physical change is amazing and even the the level of acting although i think he's personally i've always liked him as an actor and thought he did great work Mm -hmm. but the revenant's just like i I don't think he can do a better i don't think he can do better (laughs) well that's probably why he won the oscar because he you know he finally broke away from that whole image that you have of him and you just thought of his him as his character and not as oh this is leo dicaprio isn't he beautiful right yeah you Uh, you aren't distracted yeah yeah it was all about the performance and Mm -hmm. and i was thinking too you know that movie came out the same year as hateful eight and i really loved hateful eight we went and saw that together yeah we actually saw it not to do a callback we saw that together in 70 millimeter at the Alamo Ritz oh, earlier right. this year. Yeah. Yeah. How could I forget? So- How wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said. It wasn't important. Okay. So anyway. Well, anyway. Yeah, we did see Hateful Eight together. And uh yeah, yeah I love and- that movie. And uh Yeah, well we saw it in 70 millimeter which was cool too. Mm-hmm. And um 
And when I thought about those two movies side by side, and they're vastly different, of course. Of course. Um, but I, but they're both kind of westerns, and they're both, yes. you know, visually stunning and, and amazing acting, and relatively the same time frame, and all these things. And I'm, I was just yeah. like, uh, you know, they're they're both fantastic films in completely different ways. But if you played them together on a on a double bill, it would still be you know it would still make sense <laughs> wow okay cuz you would still you know, you'd it, still be kind of sitting in that same era and yeah the and there's same a lot era of, the same the same climate the same yeah, weather yeah exactly yeah a lot of snow yeah a lot of snow yeah but i was just you know i was just like when you think of those films back to back they couldn't really be more different in a lot of ways and yet they couldn't be more similar in a lot of ways too hmm. so i i think wow. you know i think they're just both excellent films that came out last year all right well i gotta get off my ass. earlier this year yeah i gotta get off my ass and finally watch it yeah i think you'll really like it especially if you can kind of just sit and watch it in one setting and enjoy yeah. the the visuals and the cinematography i mean yeah it's they shot it in some places where with wa- there's waterfalls in, in snowy landscapes mm-hmm. where there there's just some times where it's just so freaking gorgeous that um you know, it's even if it was just a a, a movie about landscapes, it would be great. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Uh, right after I saw that you had uh, written something on Facebook about watching it, I uh, looked for it on pay per view. That's what it was on uh, Showtime, and I watched. There was like a, a, a twenty minute, no, not twenty minute. It was a ten minute preview available to watch, and so I watched that, and I was like, yeah, well. I really do need to watch this, so I just need to set aside the time to watch it. Yeah, it's so, it's, um, it's you'll be you'll be glad you did. I'm I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it. So, okay. Anything else you um, want to say about right, Revenant man. before we nope. uh, do a oblique strategy and get the hell out of here? Let's let's do an oblique sla- strategy and get on our way. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. This, this is <laughs> relatively short, even though this is going to be an hour long episode. It's Way shorter than the last couple of ones that we've done. So yeah. Anyway, let's hear our oblique strategy for the, the week. All right. Now remember, this is something. I don't know if we should go into what an oblique strategy is every week, but this yeah. is this is a, meant as a a thing to, you need to apply this to. Think of a problem in your life, uh, something that's not setting right with you, and apply this philosophy to that problem. Okay. That's that's a good enough explanation. I like that. And here's the okay, thank you. oblique strategy. Breathe more deeply. <laughs> uh, because relax just on a card would make – that's what Frankie Goes to Hollywood said. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We could take last week's and put it together with this week's. Go outside, shut now, the would, door, breathe more deeply. <laughs> breathe more deeply, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe that's the cl- clue. You need to put three or four together. Oh, you know, you or, never know. Or maybe you just need to – maybe we should just do with oblique strategies like they do with fortune cookies and just add in bed mm-hmm. to it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but if you think about it <laughs> – Yes, breathe yeah, more deeply in funny. bed. Yes, yeah. but yeah, uh, Roger, that's funny. That is. <laughs> I'm uh, laughing okay. I'm so sorry. hard right that was now. A great comeback. Oh, uh, oh on the inside. It, on the inside. 
I think if a lot, I think if a lot of us would actually take this advice, breathe more deeply, we'd be doing a lot better off. You know, oh yeah, it seems like you know yeah. a lot of times we're we're always taking these shallow breaths. We're just not we're not we're not taking it in, man. We're not we're not living. Right. We need to take it in. Stop and smell the roses. Right. I'll tell you this: breathe more deeply, unless there's a stinky service animal near you. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Oh. If, if, oh God. If, oh. The, if our listening audience takes nothing away from this podcast, if they just remember that one sentence you gave, it'll all be worth it. <laughs> oh my God! If they, if anyone's still listening, there's, yeah. I'm sure. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I hope people know that we're mostly, for the most part, ninety-nine percent of us are kidding around here. Right. We're trying to be. Uh, we're trying to be comedic here. We're trying. That's true. We're yes. trying to throw together a comedic episode here, sort of. And so, and be edgy. Yeah. Comedic yeah. and edgy. That's that's our dream. Like Waters. <laughs> like John Waters. Yeah. Ooh. So. Okay. There we go. Ooh, yeah. But uh, yeah. All right, man. All right. Good yeah. show. Breathe more deeply. Get get rid of that anxiety. Breathe more deeply. Breathe more deeply. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So, well, that, I'll, I'll say again what I kind of said at the end of the last episode, and that is we're, mm-hmm. we're getting into fall here. Yeah. Uh, this Sunday, by the way, just FYI for you to remember, although this is actually going to be in the past now by the time this episode comes on. But uh, that's right. we're at that time of the year. We're at that time of the year where um, fall stuff starts happening. Fear the Walking Dead mm-hmm. starts on started. I'll say this. I'll stay, say it this way. Started on August 21st. Yes. Um, wow. So w- that is something we'll be talking about uh, on the show, I'm sure, oh, I'm as sure. well as a few other few other shows that will be coming back for the fall that we we're going to try and right. I know we both watch The Walking Dead. I don't know if there's much else that we both watch religiously, but mm. that one for sure. You know what? We should we should coordinate and find out what we what overlap we do have and then we we can get we can deep dive into those. And uh, oh, that, that would be a good idea probably. Right. By the mm-hmm. way, tomorrow I think we're both going to go see um Pataphysics, Mannequin, and Big Bill at the Spider House, so we'll have something. We'll uh, probably be talking about that in the next episode. In the next episode, I don't know. We'll have to see after the show. You and me need to discuss a little bit about when and where and all that good stuff. So okay, sounds like a plan. All right, man. Well, I had a good. I had a good time. I hope you did too. I hope the listening audience did as well. Yeah, I think we were we were kind of riffing. Uh, along on this particular uh, episode so I hope they enjoyed it as much as we did because I had a a fun time talking to you Lodger anyway I'll just tell the listening audience uh, slide in next week for another fabulous episode of A Slippery Slope Lodger out and proud